0: This is how valid is the validity.
1: This is actually working. (laughs) Everything is working well. (laughs) Oh my God. Welcome. This is the 20th episode of How Valid is the Validity. Are you kidding me? No, 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Actually, 21 weeks. I took a week off. Wow. I took a week off. That's longer than some relationships we've had. That's uh, longer than my marriage, honestly. That was good. That was quick. That was quick. I'm not going to say anything. Chad. What's uh, up? Honestly, uh,
2: I just got back from Mexico. I, dude, I'm so jealous. You showed me some of the videos,
1: and well, I, I mean, some it, of it was pretty gory. But I, it, it's, it's, it's. Listen, I, I'm going to be honest. Over over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some uh, some people on. Um, uh, tonight, we have a great guest, Jared Neiman's going to be here, and I'm really excited about that. Oh, I'm so pumped. But yeah, no, I the uh, we it, I can't even tell you. I went and watched a bull a bullfight. Is what I is what I went down for. Right, the matadors, the matador. And we actually got to see a, a real matador because of COVID. Uh, because in Mexico right now, the, all the arenas are shut down. Right. So there was an actual uh, matador that came to uh, came to the the farm we were at and 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 performed uh, the bullfight, an actual bullfight in the arena at the at the farm we were at. And and I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I mean I, I don't want to get into it much tonight, but. It, I, I will talk to it. I will I got some pictures and and things like that. You can only show so much because it's we'll get, not for everybody. We'll get censored again. Well, yeah, you would definitely get censored uh, for sure, but it's 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 just not for everybody. I mean, you have there's a different way to think about um I don't know. Uh, it, it's just you, I, I'm glad you were ready I saw to it. join Peter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was kind of ready to join PETA. You went down ready to hunt. You came back sending money to PETA. I I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I I was, uh, yeah, I was, it was, it was, it was different. Uh, That being said, um, you know, I I come back and, you know, the airports, it was the first time I had been on a plane since, since February. Right. Um, That was fairly interesting because, you know, you can go sit in a, in a, not a hotel, but a, um, you can go sit into a restaurant and take your masks off and all that kind of thing. Right. No problem. You know, and, and so you're right there with everybody wearing masks. And then there's just this railing and a table uh, where really just a railing and you're sitting at the table and, and there's no COVID there. Right? right. The COVID is not in that area. You know what I mean? Right. It's it, just, c- it can't pass. Right. It, it can't, can't pass, pass over to the, to the other side. And it's not going to infect you after 10 p.m. either. No, after 10 p.m. That's right. COVID 10 shuts 10 off after 10. Everybody... I, I forgot about that.
2: I forgot about no, that. No, no. That's when you can get it. Is 10 p.m. After 10 p.m. Oh, that's why they want
1: you in. As a t- Hey, you know what? I never really thought. See, we're skipping things. We're skipping things. We- so you could either get COVID after 10 or it stops after 10. We're not sure. It makes more sense that after 10 you can get it because they want you that's, home.
2: Yeah, that's why they close the bars at 10. Because if you have a drink at 10.01 in a bar, you are
1: screwed. Yeah. You're getting COVID's COVID. COVID's after you. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about COVID tonight. You know, let me just tell you what's in the headlines today. Uh, McDonald's launches new McNuggets and Flurry favorite flavors, flavors, flavors. How do you launch a new McNugget flavor? I don't know. I, I'm thinking you got to go uh, mask flavor, right? You're mask the flavor with. So it's a soy nugget. Flow with me here. It's a soy nugget. And what they really have is not a new McNugget, but they have new flavors to dip the nugget in. And they call them mask nuggets. Mask nuggets. Ma- <laughs> I guess that would just be. I guess the flavor would just be uh,
3: whatever you ate last.
1: <laughs> a whopper nugget. Yeah, <laughs> onions.
3: Mm, I had Indian food today. I never
1: eat onions, though. I don't know what that
2: is like. That is. You are the only person, I, person I know, I've ever met who walks into a, a restaurant and you say, "Can I get extra, extra?" They never onions. give enough onions. I oh, don't I know. Understand we it. go to Subway and the guys like in the whole tray on there. And you're like, <laughs> so can I get some more onions or what? <laughs> I give Weaver my onions. Uh,
1: you do. I've been yeah. eating Andy and, and Tyler's onions for years. And sometimes Andy will leave a cucumber right off on the side and I'll eat that. But he wanted it. Gives me the burps. It does. It's a lot of burps. <laughs> the other thing is, and you know, I don't even want to dip into this because uh, you know, basically we have started COVID over again uh, with a shooting in Wisconsin, uh, you know? And so it's this whole other thing. All I'm going to say is, take some time and watch uh, the man's mother. She had a, uh, even on CNN, it was on CNN and, and just take some time and, and listen to what this lady said about the situation. And I think that's about what anybody could say about the whole thing. I think we got to give some time and let things, let us find out what happens because now you're seeing the George Floyd stuff too. You're now there's all kinds of stuff coming out about George Floyd in that situation. And I'm just, we can't keep burning. You can't keep doing this obviously, but basically, we've just started all over. So, well, you that's can keep doing say it until November. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe so. I mean, it is definitely weird that we've had to deal with more of this stuff in the past six months than we have in, 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 ten, I don't even, I don't even remember Since being the this 70s, bad. I mean, I mean, this is bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad.
3: Was it, uh, Joe Diffie? What did he say? Set him up, Joe?
1: No, that'd be Andy Gosden.
3: Is yeah. it Vern Gosden. I'm sorry. And that's I'm, your guy. Herod I love your Well, such, I do like Herod, but Such an
1: incredible set him
2: up, Joe. Man, set
1: this is perfect Joe for Joe. Play, well, I, I got to say that if you're looking at the DNC and the RNC uh, conferences going on right, you know, over the last couple of weeks, and and the RNCs over tomorrow, obviously, uh, or of course, that that, that the RNC definitely has has a, a more of a vigor than the DNC had. I, I just can't really listen to much of any of it because it's so it, it just is so blaming other people. And and you know it just like look I, I can't I gotta do it. say I can't do it. Look, I gotta say I, I I did
2: watch, um I did the watch the opening night, and and I've got to uh, got to give him. Why do we keep putting the Biden thing up on my name? I don't oh, I Jesus. don't know what you're talking about. God, I, I ask you to change that. Anyways, but listen, let me just be very clear and very honest. Anytime our president speaks or has engagement with people, um, I, I typically cringe a little bit because you never know what he's going to say. It's George in, Bush
1: syndrome is all I like well, to
2: call it. Even, even Bush was a little more eloquent. No. that um, Okay. Anyways, but <laughs> I, I will have to say I, I was very impressed with the way he interacted with the uh, the first responders that were in the White House and let them have their time and let them talk. And I, I I, was very impressed by how presidential I felt he was in that moment, which I, I'm again, I don't typically, I, 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 understand. I like what he does no, economically, I, but when he talks, it makes me go, yeah, shut up.
1: Well, and, and that's, and that's the problem, right? We all know that, but I mean, the issue is that, and I've said it before that he definitely looks a little more uh, subdued right now. And and I don't know if it's just because of all the stuff that's going on or whatever the case is or maybe because he realizes that you got to come you you he's got to chill out. I mean, you don't see the Twitter stuff like you used to. I mean, it's it's definitely coming down a little bit as we get closer to November. Whatever the case is. That being said, moving into these other things, uh, what you're going to start seeing is places like Minnesota and Seattle and Port and and uh Portland, you're going to start seeing these lawsuits come up. And and right now the DOJ is seeking uh, data from uh, Cuomo and Cuomo's p- particularly, but other governors from Pennsylvania, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, related to all of the people that they let back into the uh, rest homes, the nursing homes. Yeah. yeah. So and all the deaths that came from that, right? So you know, there's been I think uh, uh, how many uh, worldwide? There's been I I think what are we up to now? Two hundred fifty. Million cases worldwide that have have happened. Um, Regardless, you're you're going to start seeing this. So I'm going to say this: if you know, if you're in, if you're into not conspiracy, but if you're into understanding history and 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 wanting to know what, like, okay, what happened to the FISA? What happened to uh, the the, all the all the espionage with China? And and things just kind of go and they pass, and a year goes on, and you just kind of forget about it. This is one thing that you kind of want to keep an eye on because. The, this, these lawsuits that are going to start happening, that where people are going to start suing states uh, for not allowing, uh, you know, the military to come stop burning the cities and all that kind of thing, and 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 th- then this kind of thing where New York had the most uh, deaths of anybody, and w- he was the first one because in the beginning everybody looked at Cuomo. Every Cuomo was on the TV more than Trump was. Well, it helps when your brother is on CNN. As well, well, regardless right? of that, I mean, they were using even, you know, it didn't matter what network. I mean, Cuomo was like this. And, and New York is always, child, the, you yeah. know, New York's always the whatever. But they've had the most deaths of any 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 state in the union. So so this is going to be interesting and, and keep an eye on it. That being said, gold medalist uh, Usain Bolt tests positive for uh, COVID. Yeah, and they use Kevin Hart's picture to...
2: Posted. Are you kidding me? No, you didn't see this. I didn't. I don't want to see it. So one of the uh, one of the news outlets ran that headline, and it had Kevin Hart's picture on the on like, Usain with, Bolt. Seriously, yes, exactly. where it, it says Usain Bolt
1: test positive for COVID nineteen. Oh my god! And, and Kevin, it had Hart. Kevin Hart's picture. That guy can't it. win for nothing. You know what this means, Andy? Andy, you know what this means? What does it mean? You can't outrun COVID. <laughs> I can't run very fast. You can't outrun COVID.
2: Fastest man alive couldn't do it. That's Um, right. You can't
1: outrun COVID. So if you've been thinking that you could outrun COVID, you can't outrun COVID. Because if Usain Bolt can't do it, nobody can. And you know what? He's only thirty-four years old. That's why I feel comfortable making that joke because he's he's got a ninety-nine point nine percent chance of making it. So good for him. Can't outrun it. Also, uh, also in the in the what we're going to be having to deal with, and it looks like a lot of. It looks like it's going to skip what, you know, this is a weird, uh, storm coming, uh, hurricane Laura. Mm-hmm. And I've known some Laura's, uh, who this makes more sense to me now. It's a category four storm, but it's coming up through Texas and it's going right through Arkansas, a little bit of Missouri, but Tennessee is going to get smashed. Tennessee, but it misses Alabama and Georgia. I'm, I'm, I think you're going to be okay. I think your family's going to be okay. Thanks for that. i I just—I was I didn't realize worried about you. You got the meteorology degree. No, while I did. I—but I, 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 I didn't know this was going on. And if you saw that, I was going to put up a picture of the shape of this thing, but it—it—it it, uh, it, it looks like um, it, it, a penis. It looks like a penis. So I was just—I skipped it. I skipped uh, it. I saw the—I saw something the other day that said I get there's another
2: hurricane that's coming. It's called Marco. And then there's two more right behind it. They <laughs> said somebody really missed out on the chance to have Marco Polo. Polo.
1: Oh my God! The two storms just talking to each other. Yes. Marco, which way you want to go? You don't have to. The- <laughs> Andy just smelled his breath.
3: No, I'm telling you. I was telling you to talk what? into the capsule of the microphone. Oh, I
1: apologize. <laughs> I thought you were smelling your breath. I was
3: smelling my breath. No,
1: I didn't know. I wasn't did sure. I, did I I'd ask you to? Andy, do that. You know was that pickle? Well, Andy, listen. I, you know, I don't know if everybody's noticed this or not, but if you. And and I uh, I accidentally uh, clicked on a a mask, a, a, for, a mask that was for sale, and and you, and you can't do that because once you do, then you start getting oh, all the your, masks. all your news everything's is a mask. So so I looked at but I got this one and I was like my God, you know Andy's done such a great job uh, of coming in here and just changing up this whole thing <laughs> and basically making I I I wasn't even here today. Andy Look, just your, told
2: me your stress level today was the lowest when, it's ever been. I, I, Look, I, I walked back in the door from uh, from a riding session, and I was sure that I was going to walk into a storm today. No Marco Polo here. Andy was here to make No, Andy,
1: Andy has done. And so, Andy, I uh, I just wanted to get you uh, one of these. I just want to get you. I, I thought, my God, Aww. that's Andy Lieb, if I've ever seen Andy Lieb. What would make you think that that's for me? Well, because, I mean, it's going to. Because after COVID, I mean, this is going to stop you from having to talk to other people. It seems that you
3: can still see the frown on my face through well, that. No, but that I, oh,
1: see, that's showing you're depressed. I'm not. I'm not saying depressed. Like, well, I just have
3: resting uh,
1: bitch face. face. It, it,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying like what this does is is now you can say, "Oh, I can't talk. I have, I have." problems i have mouth problems bad breath for instance whatever the case is you you can now <laughs> shove that thing down but if you want to drink a coffee uh uh or it just flips up have a cig you just flip
2: that sucker up and Sounds so good. it's kind of like the uh the sunglasses the baseball players used to use I'm going glad. To, where the, the ones that flipped up
1: chad don't help me
3: well thanks i'm glad that that made you think of me it's beautiful mm.
1: I, I uh I did take the money out of the of your check. Um, you know what? So- oh,
3: you know what? This is my show now. Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Andy Candy Leave show. Uh,
1: I appreciate
4: it. Andy Candy Leave. You know, you know I got control.
1: I've got control. You know that, right? You suck, Paul. <laughs> I, I will, that's a great shot of you, by the way. I do look pretty good, don't I? Dude, Andy Candy Leave.
3: Every time that put... Bassist, inventor, weightlifter overall
1: remind me to get rid of the basis Entreprene- <laughs> entrepreneur hey look and, and just in case everybody understands we've got new wind socks on the microphone so it it's looks, not new microphone. it looks it looks as your friend it is. looks professional it looks professional <laughs> did you call it a wind so, sock so listen for the first time w- that's wind, what they are yeah uh, they're not bunk socks i can tell you that uh well for some pop people filter. so 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 let me tell you something we for the last couple of weeks you know you guys always make fun of me cuz I always say let me tell you something uh, uh, uh but for the last couple of weeks um we we've been talking about Nashville news and and covid okay i can skip all that okay and i can go right into these these couple of stories about nashville cuz i always like to give a little nashville news country music hall of fame and museum is set to reopen september 10th i got that email it's exciting so that means and and the the is it the Jonas or John, 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 some new freaking huge hotel that they, that, you know, they're building 17 of them. Yeah. Because right now is the time. Right. Uh, one of them is the Jonas. It's the Jonas. It's not the Jonas, Jonas brothers, brothers it's not the brothers, but I will say this. and And just as a sidebar, the girl from game of Thrones that married one of the Jonas brothers, the hot, tall, the redhead one. The redheaded one, I ended, didn't know but this. she's not redheaded in normal life. I didn't know this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She Sansa, married... Sansa stuff. And he is like, he is like five foot two. She's seven foot two, at least. There's at least 20 foot of difference. Is that what that is? Seven, five? Yeah, at least 30 feet. And I mean, and I was like, I bought these shoes with heels to, because I thought I had a chance. I thought Flat, she was single. Platforms. Yeah. So I had to give those away. Um, It's a shame. I wonder why those showed up in my closet. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I got to get Eric back. Uh, (laughs) So so now there's some good news. So if you want to come to Nashville. You got one thing you can do. You got one thing you can do in the afternoon. You drink until 10. You go over to the Jonas Hotel. You sleep it off. You go back to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) You go back to the Hall
2: of Fame. I mean, fortunately, it, it is... You can buy a family membership for cheaper than you can go once, and then you can go unlimited time. So if you want to come here for a week and you want to go every single day that week, just buy a membership. I thought
1: I told you not to help me. Okay, so here's the thing, Chad. And I got to tell you, you are the only one that would understand what I'm about to say. Oh, God. Okay. Have you ever, as a police officer, got a warrant, went to somebody's house, and it was the wrong house? Not that I remember. Okay. <laughs> In Nashville, three police officers are now on suspension. They get a warrant that's outdated. I don't know if it, this was four months ago and they're just catching up on their work. They go over. This is a, a search warrant or you, arrest warrant? <laughs> it, uh, That's a good question. Let's just call it a search arrest warrant it's what, not really what would allow a what would allow cops to take a battering ram and push down your door? typically a search warrant. okay so it, this was a search warrant a, a, a kid breaking in some cars whatever the case is they think they got him whatever this arrest warrant out of date did they find my gun well no <laughs> hey listen just because as andy likes to call you walking the beat no. Yeah, what'd he, what'd you do? Walk the beat. Walk, your, walk the beat. Walk the beat.
2: Andy asked me that like
1: every day. So when you were a cop, did you walk the beat? No. no. So so these guys, it was a bunch of cops. There was like they're in the It from was the, a unit. It was a it was a unit for sure. And, and they they yell into this this woman's apartment. Well, it wasn't an apartment. It was like a it was a one floor thing. And they were like, ah, oh, we're coming in, we're coming in. She goes, No, no, no. She was sleeping and wakes gets waking up because of all this noise they bust down the door she's completely naked right standing at the door she tries to put some clothes on they've got guns blazing they say no clothes she's standing there naked two of the dudes look over at each other this is the wrong house were camera phones out or no I'm gonna say—is there
3: footage of this? Because that. You, okay, oh, I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's body cam. There was footage. footage.
1: <laughs> yes, there was footage of everything until you walked in the door, oh. and then that footage, yeah, got star searched. No good. No good. So those guys. So I mean, basically, here, here's what we're here's what we're seeing as a, a society right now. Let's just put everything bad that police officers do out into the world. Nothing good so of the 650,000 not, not, gr- not a great
2: time to make that mistake
1: right so that's exactly right and so i've got to i've got to say that even after westcon even after all the crap that's going on right now something does have to change on how we're going to like at this point don't even go you know what i'm saying like don't it, it just as a police officer it's like don't even don't even go to, for some certain things it's almost like let the social workers go let 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 serve let, a search warrant, sir. Whatever the case is, I mean, this is this doesn't get any better. It just every day when you get bad stories like this, it's just going to get. It's, it it just goes to defunding. It okay. does. It's it doesn't even go into any kind of rational thought. You know what I mean? Look, I I get what you're saying, but if if you want to start taking
2: away elements of of working cases,
1: I mean. Right, I'm with you, but we're 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 no longer talking anymore. There's no de- right. There's no debate. It's just like we're gonna put out this story, and then the next thing is take money away from the police.
2: Well, I mean, and and that's that's mainstream media's prerogative to to incite that, right? You know, there's there's a million great things that cops across America did today, but this is the story we're gonna share.
3: Yeah, I so mean,
1: and that, that's what I'm saying.
2: Milwaukee,
3: right? That we're talking about. Yeah. The, um, so. Um the nba uh the nba is uh apparently a lot of guys are going on strike this is kind of today so yeah so a lot, a lot of guys a, are going to go on strike and it's not
2: in their contracts well uh, well they can do that so yeah. the so the nba now has has, has suspended games and the brewers because, aren't going to play as well
3: well from whatever so
2: the, uh, apparently the the, <laughs> Damn. the bucks uh the bucks were going to boycott the game tonight so instead of um, dealing with that and letting them act however they want. The NBA said, you know what, we'll just suspend all games until this gets resolved.
1: Right. I and mean, I mean, and they're in the
2: playoffs there, right the, now. Yeah. They're in the, uh, the playoffs are now suspended, you know, it, 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 and this is happening. We're in the playoffs. What? Six months after the NBA season was supposed to be over. Yeah. I mean, and they really got to the, they, they got to, to the playoffs really fast, really fast. It was like seven yeah. games. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but I mean, going back to going back to this, I mean, even this man's mother, is saying, can we please wait until we know what's going on? Because this guy was, you know, there now there's another there's another video of him wrestling with the cops. They tased him twice. He's not stopping. You can't, this is, you can't, it, it just can't be this thing where, where a police officer has no ability to even stop you to talk to you, right? And then you're going to go reach into a vehicle and nobody knows what, you can't do that and and even his mother is saying can we just wait before you know don't stop burning but that and looting i mean but this is not that
2: doesn't work with the narrative never never are media outlets going to wait to get the whole story they're going to start reporting and then when it's wrong they'll print some kind of little retraction or say you know, at the last minute, you know. And that's
1: what's happening with George Floyd. So, I mean, everybody's got to chill out for a second and let things come out and then make a decision. You can't do it based on a 15-second video when you don't know. I mean, there's not one thing in one person's life, there's not one thing that you've ever done in your entire life to where 15 seconds would make you understand the whole story of any situation. Meaning, if you got into an argument with somebody and you were trying to explain this argument to somebody else, you couldn't just take fifteen seconds out of that argument and make it make sense. You have to know the, the the origin and and how it got to that point before you you would make a decision. But yet, news people, whatever the case is, it has no problem making that decision before we even know what the hell's going on. I, it just makes no sense. Whatever, well,
2: everything is trial by media. Oh my days. god! With okay. justice system, doesn't matter at all. Courts, why do we need them?
1: Let's let's just let CNN figure it out. Okay. And that okay, let's let's move on because I did not want to get into that. But I, I, happy show tonight. Okay, them. listen. The first, the, the, this is one thing that I'm I'm interested in. Tennessee restricts ticket sales of 25 percent at Nealand sta- Stadium. Th- this is the first college football information I've heard.
2: Uh, uh, Alabama has done the same. University of Alabama has done the same and uh, banned tailgating on campus.
1: Uh how do you do but, that by the way I, this okay so why I bring the story up is because of this reason how college students don't already care
2: they don't give any well so the, care. the other thing so the University of Alabama has refunded tickets to all students all all students got their money back so these are not student tickets it's not students going to the football well games. when you're a student so, tickets are like ten dollars a piece right they're free well no they free? no they're not they're not free you you have to buy a, a
1: student ticket package oh um, you're a good point really? but, but, I've been but, out of college since the 70s I apologize they were free when I went but, I guess if it's somewhere like Alabama no. yeah, yeah Alabama so but so the first thing they
2: did was refund refund all the students monies um and then they limited capacity to uh it it's a you know I, I think they're doing like Twenty thousand people, maybe it, the the stadium seats one hundred and ten, um, and then they banned um, tailgating anywhere on campus. I don't think if you're off campus, never going to happen.
1: There's not one person that's going to tell me in this freaking world that you're going to stop college students from tailgating. I mean, as a matter well, of fact, not so, letting them that many in is it's going to be worse. Well, you, you're you're going. First of all, it's Jesus, typi- calm down. It's Dad. typically not
2: the college students who are tail- <laughs> who are tailgating. I mean, they're they're doing it at their
1: fraternity houses or whatever
2: I mean tailgating is typically more
1: you can tell plans. you could tell C- Chad really soaked it in college uh, I'm gonna move on Uh <laughs> He's, that look he just gave me were, were we having more discussion or <laughs> we just throwing that out no no I'm just telling you and so I'm and 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 screw that I just wanted to have a little well, bit discussion a, about only these-
2: only two conferences left that are going to play college football at SEC and ACC now
1: is West Virginia either one of those which one's West Virginia in yeah it? they' playing ACC okay whatever uh so so uh I mean uh, the guy I think they still have a team okay so I'm gonna move on now so I'm gonna <laughs> move on uh, uh, uh the guy that threw the big house party, in Nashville, in East Nashville, that didn't invite going us. to jail. Is no, he? didn't go to jail. Three months probation, but he's got to go do all kinds of COVID. Uh, what's it called when you uh, special community service? Community service. He's got to go pass out masks. He's got to swab people's ears and elbows. He's got to do all kinds of fun stuff. What Sire? judge ordered this? Doesn't matter. It doesn't say. All I know is that Mayor Cooper was is, is suing everybody shocker, shocker. The tyrant is going to take the, out his the, the little tyrant as Tommy <laughs> would call him. Mm, Tommy. And and <laughs> the last story before we have Jared come up and sit with us and Chad can finally move to the couch. <laughs>
4: Jesus you know, we want to get God. her on the show someday. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I want to get am her I, on the I, show. Am I, am I, I should so be on time. Am I on time? I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on time. Uh, well. we're, we're at 828. Oh, good. So we're good. So the only other story I want to bring up is Cincinnati Reds suspended broadcaster uh, Tom Brennan uh, Brennan uh, after he uttered an a, anti-gay slur. So here, here, this is why I'm bringing this up is because... <laughs> oh, God. I In today's society, headline, in today, so. he's drinking... He's got to be drinking, okay? He's got. He's got to be drinking on the job. He could be here. Heard saying,
3: "I'm drinking on the job." This is an
1: Ohio broadcaster, Cincinnati Red, one of the F F capitals of the world. It's a it's a gay lesbian term, right? Uh, Before (laughs) how how in any con, this guy can't even come back with like. But you had to understand with what I was saying. There's not even there isn't that, right? What the right, hell did you, you just say? Term, yeah. Right, like this is were you burning a a, a thing of sticks? Uh, were you having a cigarette? What 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 was it here that this became a Are you an idiot?
3: Can't say the f-word. No, you, you
1: cannot. There's no f-word in the dictionary right now.
3: Personally, that's my second favorite f-word.
1: Oh, oh my God. God. And, that, and well, then that's the last show. So 20 it. episodes. Nice job, it. Chad. Yes. Nice
4: job, Andy. Good I didn't job. Say it. 20 I episodes. Didn't, oh I my didn't God. Say
1: Everybody, we are here with uh one of my good buddies and just most interesting men. And I can't promise you I know what's going to come out of his mouth. But uh Jared Neiman will be back with us next, <laughs> next uh here after these uh messages. <laughs> Everyone, uh, I've only met this guy a couple of times in my life, and every time I have to walk up to him and I have to try to say, "Okay, you know, Jared, I've met you a few times," and 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 Chris, you know, and he says, uh, oh, "Well, it's nice to meet you." Who cares? Like, who gives two shits? <laughs> Everybody, uh, Jared Neiman. You are so full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're right about half of that.
5: So I've known Chris for. Well, we're both twenty one, so yeah obviously. a few years. Yeah. But uh but it is true. I I've been a fan of, of you and of course your music for, for a long, long time. We've been friends, but for some reason you don't think that I'm <laughs> capable of recalling your visual and uh of course your name and your existence. So every time I see him, whether it's Mexico, here, anywhere, he'll come up and introduce himself. I'm like, I know who you are. We're <laughs> friends, dude. We've been friends for years, so it's our ongoing joke. I so.
1: got—I got to be honest with you. I mean, you even knew about the whiskey bottles I used to have on my. Uh, you haven't been here since '81.
5: Was that that was a good year? That
1: was a we, great year.
5: I was two, <laughs> but no, you. Yeah, you've done a, a great job of the place. And Thank the you. only reason I noticed is because I, anywhere I, I go, I notice where the whiskey is, and I noticed that uh, I obviously been, it had been empty relocated. Ones. Yeah,
1: <laughs> man, I tell you, you know, Jared. Uh, you do so many interviews and i and and i've i've read so much stuff uh, one article that trying to get ready for this and and uh you know i wanted to go easy you know so i i just wanted to kind of go into this interview easy and I, I know you've had so many easy questions so it's like how do you feel about abortion <laughs> <laughs> what no, no oh, I'm just, that's a joke that's a joke no <laughs> what i meant was uh, immigration go ahead for it uh, who are you voting for okay so anyway <laughs> Uh, you got some new music coming out. I I, I read an article where you had this fifty, fifth is it fifty uh, acapella? You said twenty five earlier.
5: Well, it's twenty five, and then I doubled every part, so I sang with myself again. Because you know, obviously, we love Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, yeah. and all, and all those guys. First of all, those questions. I'm glad. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just a I'm just a singer. That's the thing is, man. Too many uh, too many singers think they know about politics, oh religion, God. and her. And uh, the truth is, all all we know is about what we're fed. And you can everybody has their own opinion, but you know, um, the truth is, uh, every person has has their own look on outlook on everything, and. Mine is still pending. You know, every day is a different day. But I will say, go back to your your most recent question, which is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did, I, we all love the Beach Boys. I mean, how could you not? You know, they're just good old American fun. Sure. And uh, Brian Wilson is known for some of those out there, maybe in a younger generation, to understand Brian Wilson is a genius. And, and the Beatles love him. He loved the Beatles, and they were very competitive. And, you know, several albums you know uh sergeant peppers and and you know i mean first of all pet sounds you know legendary legendary so so i think of brian wilson it was like him versus the beatles because obviously the beach boys have many talents but brian is the brain and then you look at the the beatles and there's a bunch of brains so uh i just always felt like going for the underdog and i, I love the way he 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 did his music and still does his music but but he would always lo- double his vocals so i uh on the song you're, you're talking, talking about, I did 25 vocals and then I doubled them all just to try to be like him. And so, uh, so there's actually 50 vocal parts on the, that's on, insane. On the song. but that's all you. Yeah. It was all me. Um, I did, I never sang harmony in the studio till I did lover lover and I didn't have a record deal. And that was, you know, right before 2010, I was going to have a bunch of our buddies come in and sing some harmony parts, but they all, they all had record deals. So I, I, thought I could get everybody to come in, but then I thought, man, they don't want to use their ace in the hole to go to their head of their right. label and say, Can I sing on this with my friends? So a guy I was working with said, Well, can you sing harmony? I was like, I can. I've never done it in the studio. And uh we just kind of stayed up one night out <laughs> by the tin roof where we all have haunted and so if you're if you're not from Nashville, there's there's several different strips of bars, but <laughs> one of the new ones was it's called Demumbrian and it's a uh has a bunch of bunch of bars. And the tin roof was the first one to open up and we were Recording down there's the the off Broadway shoe stores was the, oh, out yeah. there, and then there were some office buildings above it. And our buddy Dave Brainerd had a little studio, literally the size of a a big closet. And uh, I just went to him and I said, "Hey, I'll make a deal with you if you just let me record with you whenever in your spare time, which is usually from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Which ended up being more fun than a, a kind of a handshake deal. You know, I'll do whatever you want. I mean, if if it works. Behind whatever, me, whatever. yeah yeah me. yeah so so when a recorded lover lover i went in there and i was able to get most of the vocal parts i think there's nine of them total and i did eight the first night and then the low part was at the very end after the your voice is real tired you know and i try to get in there and hit the notes and it just i don't even know if it's genetically possible but i definitely couldn't hit him so i was like man that's a bummer out of all parts i'm not gonna be able to hit that one so then we go to the tin roof and i'm sitting there and i thought man how many times have we went out real late and you wake up with a low voice yeah so i i said bartender bring me a double and he slid it up and i said bartender if that's a double bring me a double double (laughs) and then after a few double doubles stayed the night actually in the studio and you know when you wake up and you got to pee real bad i just woke. Oh, yeah. my buddy was in the other room on another couch who owned the studio i said hey i said uh hit record hit record and he goes i gotta pee i said i do too but just hit record so and i was like lover <laughs> lover lover and that's how i hit those no notes. kidding and the only reason i can hit those low notes now is because i drank jack daniels
1: last night <laughs> so how did you come up with that that song because that that was the uh I remember because of you the that was the brother tell me if I'm wrong what I'm telling you of the guy from Green Mile no that's what he has he's told people that okay so that 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 was that was back when that song came out I remember that guy coming around town yeah
5: yeah um here's the deal I obviously I've never read any birth certificates or anything but from what I understand that's not the case that's I may be case. wrong no but, that's fine but but uh I think he was just kidding around with some people and said that but uh but Paris Delaney, so you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And and he was part of a group that came out in the early 90s. They're out of Chicago. They're called Sonia Dada. And I grew up uh, in Southwest Kansas, and we used to go, you know, like most people hire babysitters in our hometown, they just send everybody to the swimming pool. (laughs) for three bucks for all that is a pr- pretty good no deal. lifeguard. all good. Yeah. Pretty good deal. So we would, uh, we go there and we were syndicated out of, out of Denver and it just whoever was the program director happened to love Sonia Dada and played at the time it was called, you don't treat me no good. And uh, they played it all summer and our whole, t- it took over our whole town. We all had this album with this like crocodile or alligator or something on the back. And I remember the last song was called the jungle song it was all crazy and awesome. And that's all I remembered. So when I moved to Nashville, over the years, I just would mention it to people like, what are you talking about? And I thought it was like Biggest Don't Stop Believing or something. I thought it was like a classic. <laughs> and come to find out, it never was a hit here. Holy it was a number cow. one in Australia. And uh, so I was helping my sister move. And she, it was back when iPods were the bomb. And she had it on her playlist. And I go, oh, no, don't play that song. I'll never get it out of my head. And uh, so I had already finished the album with Dave. And I went in with him and I said, man, why don't we just tr- – try this and get a bunch of buddies, like I said earlier. And we just kind of did it that, that night on a whim. So it was pure kind of accident. And, uh,
1: it it was, it was a blast. So that's one thing about you that is, I mean, of all the people I've met, even myself, I mean, you, 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 you gravitate and people want to gravitate towards you. You're just so easy going. I mean, we were talking earlier about, Uh, uh, about stone and just you know just you just allow things to happen and that's one thing i think that god me included a lot of musicians they get so uptight and it's you know you just get so freaking frustrated with the process i remember um you know you've been recording in your basement and i know that you know in the red room uh you've been doing that for a long time but i remember coming into the tin roof you were with uh i can't remember his, his name anymore but you were with him, and and you guys were hanging out, and you were like, "Man, I just made this record in my basement," and I and if they don't like it, screw it, you know, and and that was that record, and so you've been, but but this theme that I've read is kind of like, you know, this process that you've done on this one too, is like that same idea, but you've kind of been doing that, your whole career, right? Just this is what I do. Well, we're in Nashville. I mean, think about it. We're surrounded by people that love the
5: exact same thing as us. I mean, anywhere you go to any town, there's a few people that like the same stuff and they usually go off to a college and do this, but we're in a town where everybody loves the same thing. So why wouldn't you just feed off of everybody's vibe and, and their talents and, and do it together? And I always thought, you know, if, if you look at the history of country music, I mean the, like the Highwaymen, for instance, they realize we're so much stronger as a team. And 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 I just feel like, you know, when I moved to town and Jamie Johnson, Lee Bryce, Randy Hauser, guys like that, That we were hanging out with, we all would sit around and say, "Oh, I hope we can write with Kim Williams and Dean Dillon and all these our heroes," and not realizing that I'm hanging out with some of the best talents that ever came to town. And then once you hear them all singing, you're like, "Oh man, everybody's that good here." And then it wasn't the case; it was just you know there obviously is a, a higher power of some sort putting us all together because how could you run across so many guys that love the same thing and. And uh, have each other's back, and and so we just leaned on each other and thought. And and through the years, you know, all of us have have come together, you included, and, and uh and just were able to to follow our dreams. And so, so it's nuts, but it, but it is weird. If you really sit back and think about the astronomical odds of everybody yeah. getting together, it's it's really cool. And you know, there's someone looking out for us for sure.
1: Again, I I, I mean, I've I've watched but there is definitely a thing that you guys had because i mean when i was when i was uh renting your guys's vans and 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 some of the socks and stuff that i found in there and uh had to clean and clean oh, it was no. just really did you ever get that healed <laughs> up by the way that rash that rash i'm no, sorry about I'll never, that i'll never forget i'll never forget uh, you got you and lee were sharing uh sharing vans and and i I'd, I'd rented one of the vans and Well, I mean, the and Andy can tell you. I mean, I'm I'm very clean freak, and uh, you guys, you guys were not, you guys were not clean freaks. And and I found a sock, (laughs) and I and I, I put it up to, uh, whoever I was talking to, maybe Ian at the time, and I I just put it up, and the sock it was standing, stood up straight. straight.
5: It was was a Clemson sock, so that was Lee's. (laughs) That would have been Lee's man, because I actually bought a van. It was my primary vehicle. For years, like I'd have to pick up girls on dates in this van. And let me tell you, it takes a long time to come up with a way to to make that work. So, after the first few times of failure, when a girl see a creepy 12 passenger van pull up to her house, <laughs> it didn't matter if you're soulmates or not, you're no longer soulmates. And so, I would start about a week before, oh, instead of saying, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'd say, Hey, what are you doing next Tuesday? Right. And then I would spend all week saying, Oh, I'll, I, you know what I had to do? I had to come pick you up in the van. Like, what's that? I said, like, You haven't heard of the van? And then, and then I'd go out, just talk it up all week. And then I go pick him up. I would instantly say, you drive. And I make them drive. I say, just, you got to drive this and try to just diffuse it. Cause that was my primary vehicle. Cause I traded in my truck. I you know, I was broke. So I was like, well, that's all. And then of course, Rob Hatch, one of our buddies oh, yeah. out there. He's a great songwriter, dear friend. We were roommates for six years. He crashed. He, he was driving and just ripped the <laughs> side of it off basically. And it's, and so I still have that van. By the way. No way. I still have it. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't uh, drive it primarily. Anymore? Just, just le- for legal reasons. And uh, <laughs> where do you keep it? It's so.
1: I don't want to know. It, don't tell undisclose, me. Undisclose, undisclosed place down. outside of
5: town. <laughs> but uh, now I don't know if it'll ever run again. It's been taken over by squirrels. It's a squirrel <laughs> ecosystem. It re- the fuel line, They squirrels like fuel lines. They do. And this thing, mm-hmm. the, it really is. It's like a little, little
1: forest inside of it. Spiders and squirrels and all So you you you've basically uh provided a coral reef uh for above above water. It is. Thank, Thank you. you for
5: saying that. Makes me makes me feel better. God I love you. But I love going out there and open it up and I'll just find random crap from years ago in there. Oh my God I, I oh
1: my just remember God. trying to get so many girls from telling people that we were in Jared Neiman and Lee Bryce's van. That that was Thank you for that. That's by the way. not it, smart. It did not. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I dated, I dated two Doverman Pinters. in that. <laughs> Were they it, twins? Uh, let me, let me write this down. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta remember. Um, okay, that, that being said, me personally, this is a me personal question. <clears throat> now, obviously, you've never played in front of, is, uh, uh, not as many people as I have. Uh, and, and your crowds are, have been way bigger, but but just can you just for a minute uh, give give everybody because here's the one thing everybody thinks that especially when you come to Nashville you're going to be a star and that kind of thing, and then they look at someone like you who's who, who's had this career and and has got to do all these different things. Everybody wants to be a rock star. What is the worst? Just just that gig. When I say it, it comes to the front of your mind. Did, did, you were just like, I'm, this might be my last.
5: So last gig, nobody ever wants to hear anybody that's their dreams have come true in any facet complain. So since you asked it, I'll just say this, everybody that's been kind enough either to, to say they love my music, hate my music. As long as they listen to it, I appreciate that because everybody's opinion is correct. Cause it's sure. where their heart is. It's that's what they right. like, you know, and, and they're standing up for what they believe in. So that is fine with me. If you think I suck, whatever that's, that's great. I mean, that's your opinion. And guess what? At least you care. It's not the indifference. The hardest part is I've been through four record deals and I'm very grateful for every opportunity because I had a chance to put music out. But what happens is they basically, you're a couple degrees of separation from actually people that you grew up with, who you are, the people you grew up around. And and when you work at a record label, you want your artists to do good, but they they become at times roadblocks by not listening to you. They have meetings about meetings about meetings. Right. And by the time you go to them, they have this whole plan set up for you and you've not been in a loop one time. So by the time it gets to you, music is the absolute last thing on the totem pole. And it's bizarre. So the 90 minutes to a hundred minutes, whatever you are on stage, which is a dream come true. And you're so grateful that anybody out of all the things they could do in the world, they're there letting you do what you love. They don't really see what goes on behind the scenes that has right. nothing to do with music nonstop. And you're literally fighting to have your own vision after they've signed you because of your vision. Like I did, you know, like you mentioned, I did that first album without any record deal. So you would think they would say you go do you, but no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and it's not, like I said, they don't have malicious intent by any means. They just, they want to succeed. So, but they, and, and here's the deal. What gets weird is if you let every person around you have 1% of give and you have 20 people around you. Now you're only 80% yourself and people see through that and they don't, you know, they know that it's not, it's not legit. So the people that come out and just rock and have number one hit after number one hit and it just, a lot of it's luck, a lot of it's fate, a lot of it's talent, a lot of it's just lines up They're They're good to go. But whenever you get caught in the muddy waters of the quicksand a little bit and everybody has an opinion about their own opinion and your opinion, it gets, it gets tough because you're, you're fighting a fight that it is an uphill battle because they're trying to pull you into a world that's not you, but yet they signed you because of you. So that's what I would say. God, right. that's what I'd say is the I mean, toughest thing. A, a hard statement. That's what I'd say is, is tough. The toughest out there is, and you're not going to go complain, you know, every to everybody. Oh my God, I don't get to be myself or, you know, it's just, people don't care. They just want to listen to your music and that's go right. to the next song. And so, you know, it's not, not worth the, the bitch and moan, but the the truth is there's a lot, you know, as you know, you've been in the music industry a long time. There's just a lot of a lot of give and take. And so where I'm at now in my life, my career, being able to do what I'm doing now, creating music at home downstairs and during this pandemic, taking a guitar and playing it, then going, okay, I have a cajon and a djembe and other hand drums and bass guitar and this and that. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I can play this too. How cool. And then you figure out the piano parts and before you know it, you got a song and all of a sudden you're putting out music that you played every note on. And it's so liberating and so, and you feel like a little kid again. Because you know, after going through, I, mean, I remember my last. For everybody out there that knows me, I started making jewelry. I was so like bummed out about the music industry that I just I needed a creative outlet, and I just wanted to raise some money for our, like our our charity. And I and I just thought, man, I just want to make. So I just started trying to do something completely different for a minute, just to clear my head. And now that I'm just kind of doing my own thing, it's been so fulfilling and. Man, it, it's so exciting to just t- do anything you want, and no one can tell you no. And and what's crazy is the two songs we just put out, we're getting a better response from these, me, me and the, the people I'm working with, you know, our guys in our crew, management, and uh, there's a, there's a new company that we're working with a streaming called InGrooves. They're amazing. And uh, it's just all this positive energy. There's no one freaking out about this or freaking out about that. You know, I could say shit right now, and <laughs> right doesn't matter.
3: Actually, you're you're done. We got to go. Here? I that's here? that's Did it. we cut, I been, I been, yeah. cut off on that? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I, well, you
5: know, uh, wishful I, thinking. I, I, but I, but I'm just saying you're just. We're all real people. We're all real men, real women, or children, or whatever whatever we are. But you get just to be yourself, and that's the most important thing in life. Is just
1: you got to be somebody. So why not be yourself? How how my my thing is with you two because writing is so much. I mean, and obviously friends as we've been, I I mean, it's still been an outside looking in as far as what you and John and, 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 and Lee and, and like that, that, that group has done as far as writing, I mean, how, how, how hard is it to try to write uh, how you feel without trying to put into it what you think might sell? You understand what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense?
5: Well, a lot of us, you know, growing up, obviously listen to radio and I've, I've, man, I've spent so much time with radio over the last decade. We have some dear friends in radio. There's also, but but there's a lot of people that they get in it for the right reasons. And some, they have problems at home and they're dealing with, you know, financial situations, divorces or or whatever it may be. Maybe they lost someone close to them. And you don't know that when you go into a town and you don't realize everybody's dynamics. You just think, okay, I'm just hoping that they'll give my music a chance. And so you just don't know where you're catching people in their lives and their careers. And then so, you know, trying to put a song out to radio through a label, when a label hears your music, they're just thinking, what would work that's mainstream down the middle that everybody else is doing? No one wants to be a trailblazer. No one wants to do this. They're just saying, can we just kind of, you know, nip off whatever's hot? And they want you to kind of do whatever's the hottest thing at the time. And I, I just, I've never been, I, you know, whether it works or not. I've always wanted to fill the void, like whatever's the opposite, what's going on I want to go for. And it's probably a character flaw, but the, the truth is it's like, oh, why do I want to be like everybody else? They, that's already there. And so without like the, these, this new music as of now, we're not necessarily pushing out to radio. Like I said, I, I hear from my friends all the time that I have these dear bonds with at radio, but without pushing that directly towards radio, I don't have to necessarily worry about, you know, to sound like Luke Combs or anybody else, which I love Luke and sure. listen to his music, but I don't have to try to sound like him. I can do what I want, and that, and I think that over time, that will translate because people know it's you, and they know that. And if they have, because also you hear what's on the your one song a year, like in country music, some songs take a year to get up the charts. Well, if that's all people know is that one song, and then they never happen to listen to your album, yeah. and then they hear something else, they're like, "That's weird." But if they would have. Would have taken time out of their busy schedules of their actual real lives which you can't expect everybody to do they would know who you are so that's what i love about what i'm doing now is like every six to eight weeks i'm going to put out a song or two songs and every song gets a chance to be heard if someone's interested or or not and 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 also i love what i love about the streaming world in addition is it's all you know as i say the term algorithms so Mm -hmm. if someone's liking it or disliking it they're they're caring about it one way or the other but the, like I said earlier, the indifference is where you get lot really lost in the shuffle. Obviously if no one likes it, it's going to go away, sure. but no one cares about it. It's going to go away. But, but music, the music gets to speak for itself. So, cause all these playlists, it comes and goes People, are, Ooh, no, I don't like that. They're on a boat chilling pass or whatever. That's cool. What is that? Who is that? And they see your name pop up over and over. They decide, oh, I want to go check this out. So that one song that takes a year to get up the charts is now no longer, it's no longer there. It's, what are people are chilling, listening to, and they can decide whether or not. So your music gets to speak for itself, whether it ran supreme or not, the music makes the decisions, not deep pockets and, and right. handshake
1: deals. But even even you, even some of the songs that you had to or put out, whether you had to or not, I mean, do you feel like now kind of doing your own thing that you, whether it's that the songs are about you or you are chasing yourself? Are you just chasing yourself? So if, a, if tequila kisses, for instance, does well, are, are you going to try to catch more in that vein? Or are we, are you going to put out you're just going to put out another song that's totally different.
5: I guess it's whatever, it's know, just whatever, whatever you is For me, it's challenging. Like whatever challenges you. So a tequila kisses with all those vocals. Like I, I found these Christmas songs that I wrote 17 years ago. I forgot I even wrote them and one of them i decided to do kind of the you know the tequila kisses treatment with a lot of harmonies and stuff and it's been fun because tequila kisses for instance is three chords and this song has like 12 or 13 it's more of a swing song so i thought ooh that would be really challenging to do the harmonies on diminished chords and things like that and it's been so fun to just you know not overthink it and just sing what you hear and play what you hear so it's for me it's always a challenge and to just say okay say here's the toolbox. Let's only say these two tools get to exist and you got to figure out a way to exist inside that perimeter. And then I'll go in and just it, how long, how, however long it takes, I will challenge myself until it's done. And it's uh, you know, kind of like I've, I've heard from someone that cares about you out there. She said, you're a perfectionist. And, and so, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're one of my very favorite singers in town. And so, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just fight and challenge yourself until you get it. And so when I'm done with it, there's some people, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this. They don't care to produce, write, play, nothing. They just sing their whole album right. in three days and they're very successful. And that's just what they want to do. Their fans love them and that's what they should do. But for me, I just want to learn. I want to keep digging in and challenge myself. And I what it, what it's allowed me to do is I feel like really, really grow as a musician. You know, I, uh, I randomly bought a... Uh, yeah. A 95-year-old guitar, which sounds expensive, is like 400 bucks. It was <laughs> made in Chicago mm-hmm. as, as a regal guitar. It's a parlor guitar, and it was set up to play slide on. And I always loved, um, obviously, very traditional country music. Loved the history of country music clear back to the 20s. But the resonator started out in Hawaii, and then it evolved into C6 steel guitar, which is a real pretty Hawaiian, which then, you know, during the Depression um, here in the States, there was this Hawaiian craze when, you know, Hawaii obviously became a state and, and it was just nuts. And I had no, I really didn't know all this and, until, uh, I mean, I knew about the resonator and the, in the C six, but just reading about it and learning at this instrument, I bought it and I started playing it and I thought, man, this steel guitar is the hardest thing to play probably besides the violin, in my opinion, just from, you know, living sure. in town so long. And I thought this thing is going to take me the rest of my life to learn. And by chance, by the, the, The grace of god i i could just kind of play Play the first day a little bit and i just had whoa i was like man i kind of it's like my soulmate of instruments and i just started playing it every day and i fall in love with this instrument and i play it as much as i can and and, uh already we had like two random shows recently and i brought it out on stage and played family family tradition and a couple other things and and i don't even know
1: you even play on this record yeah or or on the on these songs
5: not 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 on the c6 because these these i did uh you played just a lap steel um well that's what that's what i started playing on this it's just electric guitar and and stuff like that I but but coming up you know because i didn't want to go back i thought you know what this i I didn't correct i didn't have this instrument i'm not going to go back and retrospect it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna move forward with the the transition of how the evolution of how i found it and so I've fallen so much in love with it. So if you know, you love Bob Wills and his Texas playboys, lefty Frizzell, Hank Williams, uh, Patsy Klein, the C six is all over it. And it evolved into the E nine pedal steel that we all, you know, and for everybody out there, when you see the guy sitting down playing a yep. weird looking oh, yeah. instrument, that's, you gotta be a mad scientist to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, those guys are geniuses. This is like the primitive version of that. And I absolutely cannot get enough of this, this thing. It's, it's
1: amazing. So I, I just I, we want you. To, I wanted you to play one, the, uh, tequila kisses. It'd be great. But before before that, I just I just kind of want to reiterate this one thing and and, and just kind of get a how hard is it uh, for you to want to write without thinking about trying to make a song that you're writing go someplace else, and you know uh, even even you have said. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm bringing out my feelings, you know, and, and, and I'm expressing how I feel in in a, in a, song. How hard is it to, to just sit down with a guitar and not think, and and just write a song without thinking that it might get someplace. Right now it's,
5: that does not cross my mind because I, the barrier of a record label and through radio to finally get into people that get to listen to it. You know, I heard a quote a long time ago that people don't, you know, When you listen to mainstream music, people don't know what they love. They love what they know. How many times have we all heard a song and be like, oh, I don't like that song. And then after a million times, you're like, "I lo- you know, it grew on me. Mm-hmm. It's because you've heard That's it a right. billion times. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's so exciting to think the only way that I'm judged in music is when it pops up. Because I'm only doing streaming right now. So when it pops up and they decide whether they like it or not. And if they don't like it, I absolutely respect that 100%. But it's all about the music. The music, they they decide on whether they like it in in that moment, why they're listening to their playlist or whatever they're listening to. It has nothing to do with anything else but the music. And that's all you can ask for is someone to give your music a chance. And they're not even thinking about any of that stuff. But all this uphill battle that you have to go through, meeting after meeting, to convince people to let you do what you do, that's out the door. I can do whatever I want because... I am in control 100% of what I'm doing. And so whether it's just my mom that likes it yeah, or people out there that say, Hey man, that, like when someone comes up to you, cause you know, you get caught in that mix. Sure. So you forget that when someone comes up and says, Hey, this was our wedding song or we played this song at my mom's funeral. It hits you with a ton of bricks. He's like, that's why we moved the to town. That's why we got in it because those songs made us feel that way. And then when you play the game so much, you have to go through it, the ups and downs and ups and downs. All you're thinking about is, well, what, what would right. someone play? or what would, And that's all out the door. This is just getting to do what you love. And there's not a better gift in the world. And so, although I'm a traditionalist, I I, I love vinyl records. I love, you know, I didn't want, I, I don't want to see albums go away, although they're diminishing. And country music's always the last to go because we all, we cling to that. And that's yeah. what I love about country music fans. But, but just knowing that it's it's in this environment where it's just people are just listening to music and it comes and goes and they judge it by what they're hearing in that moment and they get to decide what they like or you know dislike and if they hit dislike they're not going to hear that song again unless they go listen to it in, in a Somewhere different else. different way yeah so that's the best gift you can get as an artist is just for people to decide in that moment what that music means to them
3: Jared who is the best country what who's the best
5: country music singer to ever breathe air. Oh, man, there's, that's such a, there's only one mul- right answer. It's such a multi-layered <laughs> question, but I have Lefty Frizzell's uh, name tattooed <laughs> right here. So it's be hard because Lefty was, you know, I mean, William Orville Frizzell born March 31st, 1928. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Texas. So no, but do you he, know this guy or? But, uh, but he was one of those guys that him and Hank Sr. would uh kind of co-headline and he had four songs in the top 10 at the same time, um, just a. A legend upon legends, but like Hank Senior, who is the man, and I'm not taking anything away from him because I listen to him all the time. You know, he died at the height of his career, and and people that when they die at the pinnacle of their career, they're caught in that. Yeah, they never go away. They're they're we all miss them forever. Even if you weren't alive when they came out, you just there's just some essence that never goes away. Lefty had his ups and downs, and he died at 47 of a stroke from you know having high blood pressure, and he. Drank a lot and he was just kind of. I wouldn't say he's forgotten because people that really know their country music adore him. But a lot of people don't realize that Merle Haggard said 90% of the reason I'm in country music is because of Lefty Frizzell, and I'm still not sure that the other 10% isn't. So he, he, and he sounds a lot like Lefty, and he took Lefty's sound and Merle's songwriting ability, his musicianship, and his just swag and just swagger. He's just an awesome badass, you know. He took Lefty and just, like a, like a football just ran down the field and and scored you know and so the fact that he would pay homage to him like that you know i obviously really cool. adore merle but lefty also is a great songwriter wrote that's the way love goes you know which oh my god which uh yeah. rodriguez had in 74 and then merle had in 84 and then you know he wrote uh i never ground mirrors we talked about that you know earlier before we we got on here and then and, and a bunch of obviously the stuff that he did, and he cut, cut a great Bill Anderson song, on Michigan," and "Long Black Veil." And you know, his first single was "If You Got the Money, Honey, I Got the Time." And
3: <laughs> I haven't heard you say George Jones yet. Oh, well, just wait. I'm just well, waiting well, for you me, to talk well, about it. Well, George Jones. Shows possum. up late. Well, Here's <laughs> the deal. George, George
5: Jones, big Lefty fan. You know, he 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 loves Lefty. But yeah, the possum. I mean, George Jones. I mean, seventy-five. You know, here's the deal. King George Strait is the man. Yeah. And uh, if he walked in now, I would I I would bow. <laughs>
3: there's there's a lot of lefty and Keith's sound. Too. Yeah,
5: Keith Whitley, that's his hero. But George, you know George Jones, I always call him King George the first because he had 75 top tens and
1: and uh, and he's he's amazing yeah, too. 75 top tens. So explain what that means to it, people that don't understand. Yeah. So
5: everybody thing. talks about how many number ones George Strait had, and I, and today I just today was uh, playing a, a video with nobody in his right mind would have left her. And, uh, you know, which Dean Dillon wrote, George Strait is the guy that your girlfriend will still have sex with over you, no matter, <laughs> that, no matter what age he is. He's just that cool. I'm pretty
1: sure that's a lot of, yeah, uh, and it, Go it, ahead. it
5: sucks, but it's true. And, uh, <laughs> but like who, okay. Who's your go-to guy, George Strait, but, uh, your free pass your hall pass. <laughs> but, but you know, George Jones is, was just, I mean, what a voice and what a talent and, and what an innovator vocally, what a range and if you go back to here, like when he did white lightning and, Ugh. and shit like that, he, so was, I gotta he ask was so you, young.
1: I got to ask you, man. Uh, oh, oh, and I know you've heard me before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest country. Like even Andy, you know, Andy goes into bluegrass and I, and of course I, I wrote with Harley Allen for years when I moved to town. Oh, yeah, Harley. yeah. Jesus. Right. But I mean, my, my guys were Bob Seger and Joe Cocker and all that kind of thing. But, but, how how I had any kind of um, respect for country music or, or or however you want to look at it. I love Willie and Waylon and all that kind of thing. He haul. Oh man, right. So, did he haul have any influence on you at all as a kid?
5: You know it didn't because uh, you know, my my mom when she was growing up, anytime she got in trouble, her parents would say, "You're not going out this weekend." You came home a little late. And you're gonna sit right here and watch Hee Haw with us. So she hated Hee Haw because that was her punishment—not uh, to watch Hee Haw, but to sit there with her parents. And that's ha- happened to be what they're they're watching. So she go, "I hate Buck Owens. Oh my God, Hee Haw." So I remember I was playing uh, Buck Owens' greatest hits at Christmas one day. My mom goes, "I love that. Who oh, yeah. is Buck Owens?" That's shit. So Buck Owens is one of my top five of all time. And I got uh, a talking baby doll for Cindy. Yeah, I mean, Buck <laughs> Owens Dude. is a bad all those christmas damaging.
3: records he put out they're the shit those Dude. are the best country christmas records really? oh man I've Buck never Owens, heard one of them. christmas I, records are the shit
5: you in here funny the funny that you brought that up so when i was on sony they had a a massive company that would just do all your socials for you and i was like well i don't want someone speaking on my behalf i mean how are they going to know like my personality sense of humor my god so I, they're like well we just hired you know all new york l.a london nashville they this company does everybody and I, I get on i get on my socials one day and it says i really like this buck owens christmas song but it's a little too twangy for my taste i'm like who the hell would say that on my behalf <laughs> and then and then i go through and it says happy birthday to lefty frizzle did <laughs> he spell his name out and people were like cussing me out so i went into sony and i said look i don't come in turning over tables i'm not Bite, that head but I was like, I can't have this person. And I remember going to Florida. We we're headed to Florida, and it said, "Florida, orange, you glad I'm coming to see you?" I said, "They can't." I said, "I just let me post my own stuff." I was like, <laughs> "Why is someone posting on my behalf anyway?" I was like, "Con Buck owns 220 I, I mean, he's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, I would never know
1: billion. So people were that putting shit. that out as you. Yeah. So oh, I, I met the God. guy, and I was
5: like, "Man," and I like, I mean, I like, you know me. I'm not. I'm, yeah, a, I'm not a mean person. Yeah. But I was like, dude. I can't, I said, I said the most insulting thing is that you think that's my personality, you know, that you looked at older posts that I put out and they decided to take that crap and put Buck Owens is too twangy (laughs) and it was a Christmas song. And I was like, I love Buck Owens, and Don Rich, and all. A lot of people don't realize. Dude. I've had people argue with me over this, but Buck, so Buck Owens and Don Don Rich was like his right hand man, right hand man, badass guitar player, sang these harmonies. But did you know that it was actually Buck that sang the harmonies on the record? It wasn't Don Rich. Really? Don Rich did it live. You, you know, my like,
3: dad's gonna text me here in about five seconds. Well, well and- tell me, Google it, look it up because <laughs> he
5: might- I I got a two, I, I bought a two, like double disc album, and I was I always, you know, we all love looking at the credits. And it's like harmony, Buck Owens, harmony, Buck Owens, harmony, Buck Owens. I'm like, what? I was like 19, and I couldn't believe it because I was, you know, knew Don Rich was, yeah, there. and and he is the man. He unfortunately passed away in a in a vehicular accident, motorcycle, motorcycle, motorcycle accident, right? and uh, and it, Buck was never the same. So it was his guy, but Buck was such a great talent that he sang all those harmonies on his record. And a lot of people
1: so where where so I, I i buck so buck was really more of the talent on he Hall, for instance well then then roy was more the showman well no roy is a oh. badass
5: yeah. musician roy, yeah roy clark was a great no was the man they both were very very talented it's just what they were doing is i mean look at all the beautiful girls on they're just they're just having fun and making a nice wholesome show for people but no they're all right. very talented it just from like my mom being a teenager being stuck at home saying you sit here while we enjoy this it didn't matter what it was on tv you're gonna hate it because you're a kid and you're it's like you're you know you're in detention
1: i mean i'm the i'm the opposite my dad played every friday and saturday night at the you know at the elks and all the he played all the animal clubs and all that kind of thing And 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 we would always they would always drop us off and we would watch Haw, and then we'd go to bed. You know, when I mean, ha- Dad was out playing.
3: A lot of talent out of Haw, too, especially like in the more kind of uh oh, well in the bluegrass fan, you got Grandpa Jones, string yeah. bean, all kind of sorts of different Well, but uh, God I bless Tr- traditional. Heart, man. Well, string that's bean went away. But that's my yeah,
1: that you you guys understand George Jones and Conway Twitty and those guys more than I do. I that was my gateway to them. Because I you know, Willie Nelson sure. and Will and G- Will and Jennings and Chris Christopherson those guys I heard on records my dad had records but he didn't dad didn't have George Jones records and didn't mm-hmm. have Conway Twitty so I saw those guys on Hee Haw sure and and you guys have a way more diverse background on that and that's just you know I, we're about the same age and I didn't you know I always wonder if, how much of Hee Haw mattered to people that moved it mattered to me a shit ton but I mean I didn't move here because of Hee Haw but but you guys were always in the country music
5: well I loved you know I loved uh hee-haw I mean I didn't wasn't raised on it because I was a little older you know it was on but it was like I my 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 grandma would show me it was so interesting I, I went to their house one time and she showed me Roger Miller and Eddie Arnold and I thought wow what a dichotomy because Roger Miller singing about dang me dang me, might have taken a rope and hang me talking about leaving his Wife and kid at home while he's going partying and and then
0: make the world go
3: away. <laughs> my dad, my dad's a pretty pretty good. My and my little brother, they're super into Starday. They're country music historians. And my dad's telling me in a text here, Don Rich was pretty much the music director of Hee Haw.
5: Oh man, he was a genius. Yeah. He was the, he was the man. And Don what, Rich was serious. Yeah, but yeah, had your dad ever heard anything about about? about a uh, buck doing those harmonies on the record has he said uh
3: he said what he said is that they would they they could switch equally
5: um yeah they well they i mean it sounds just the same yeah but if you look at the credits i mean maybe Don did, but he bucks credited for all that. all of it yeah so yeah.
1: buck buck so don and buck were like they did a lot they of were records so, together they, or just they, the Christmas they were, records?
5: They, no no they like, literally and he could attest to this but Buck Owens is Buck Owens and Don Rich was Don Rich, but together they were unstoppable and those telecasters and just, and just when they're, when they're, when they sang together, it was beyond magical yeah. and no wonder Buck couldn't bounce back. I mean, it's literally like your musical soulmate Dead. being ripped off, ripped off the earth. And it, it was a uh, really, really sad because there's not a, there, that's a really rare connection, you know, to have that kind of thing and in, in music whenever, especially look at the Everly brothers and stuff. I mean, they're brothers. It's yeah. like, what about, you know, I mean, to, to have that that kind of connection is uh, one of a kind.
3: My dad's attesting to exactly what you said. They they could sound identical. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, they,
5: they literally, and that's what makes it amazing. Like you mentioned, you know, uh, Joe Cocker and and uh, all, a lot of your heroes, and you and you represent them so well. I try, I try like that. Yeah, you 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 kick ass on that stuff, and and you're just not going to hear when people go out there and try to sound like Buck Owens. They're imitating him and stuff, and but it's like that's because he's that good that the only way you can try to sound like good is just to imitate him. And right. it's just more like a, you know, you're just doing an imitation. Man, it's hokey. At that point it's hokey. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, Buck, the only time I ever was semi disappointed in Buck was when he did a duet with Cletus T. Judd and, Oh, <laughs> the first redneck on the
0: internet. Yeah,
5: But still, I still rocked it because like I said, Buck's, and also Dwight Yoakam, come on. I mean, that, just talking about that family, Dwight Yoakam, I, I mean, I, what do you I, mean, family? What just it, what the it, family of the Bakersfield sound, the California, the the, oh, oh. the West Coast stuff, and and it's just. Uh, I amazing.
1: didn't realize like how much, I didn't realize how much I you know I I didn't know how deep you could go on this stuff, but God, I mean, there's so many questions I want to ask you. We uh, it would take all night, but oh, it, but but let's you know that going the, well. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to hear you play one, and then and then I want to talk about this this other stuff. I, maybe we skip that the other stuff tonight because you know, Southern California music. Did that have any effect on you back? You know that no, the, the Eagles, the, the, the I would say Linda the Ronstadt, Beach Boys.
5: That, it, I would say just the old school, not that era. I would say the Beach Boys, and a lot of people think of the Beach Boys of just like
0: surfing Safari," you know. Right,
5: but but it just they don't realize if you've never dug in, you know, if you're just a, just a good old country fan and just don't never really care about anything else, it's amazing just to to really understand. You go listen to "Good Vibrations." without all the technology we have today and the key changes and the tempo changes, I think it took like them, uh, Brian Wilson, a year and a half to record it. And he did use a lot of studio musicians, but, uh, but because he was kind of on his own, I mean, the guys were out touring Mike Love and those guys, and he would stick around and just do drugs and that's the thing too. create brilliant, Uh, brilliant stuff.
3: If you're, if you're an audio engineer or if you're a producer, Pet Sounds is, is a Bible. It's, it is. It's a Bible. It's crazy. I mean, it's something you can always reference.
5: And what's heartbreaking is it. it it's not a it heading sold. It's like triple or quadruple platinum compared to like the Beatles, you know, 20, 30 million albums. And it's. It, that's another thing. I always go for the underdog because at times we all feel like that in this business. And it's just people that stay true to themselves. But it's very well known that, that the Beatles definitely, as I said earlier, kind of, they kind of ping back and forth like, you know, they sh- show each other, they respected each other. In fact, the Beatles love Buck Owens. Like who's going to mow your grass, which are, you're, yeah. you and your dad know. Oh yeah. It, Buck d- doubled his vocal and uh, he knew that the Beatles loved him and they, and Beatles adore Buck Owens and, uh, and rightfully so. And, uh, you hear some of those, like who's going to mow your grass is the first song that pops to mind. And, uh, and you hear the influence that he said, all right, I'll do a little, I'll put a little Beatles into my music shows guys, you know, mm-hmm. that I appreciate what they do too. And, uh, that, and even like the Rolling Stones had Haggard come out and open up for him a couple of, a few years ago before he passed away. And so all these guys are, you know, these rock and roll hall of famers. I mean, you look at Elvis, you look at, uh, Johnny Cash, um, of course, Bob Wilson's Texas Playboys, and there's a you know there's three or four others that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Country Music Hall of Fame, and so yeah. they've had such an influence on each other, you know, especially country music um, on on Rock and Roll that a lot of people don't don't realize, and it's not their job to realize it, but it's fun for us as fans and people that are dedicating our lives to it to go back and go, whoa, our heroes had heroes had heroes, <laughs> and different. and and those heroes were respected all over the world by global superstars
1: I, I i i am the first one to admit the the early Beatles stuff uh had bucko intense to it but they were awful i mean it was just <laughs> awful i mean and i'm a i'm a huge Beatles fan but uh, you know they cut a bucko and salt right i mean right. they yeah, they, they, they were very it, it it's it's very awesome because you know you always get the 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 um the 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 soul music that elvis stole away you know from the from the blues and all that kind of thing everybody takes everything from everybody you know and and you're not great because of that you just that's who you are and that's what's cool And, and understanding where you come from and what you watched and you know like i i remember listening to alvin and the chipmunks records when i was a young kid you classic
5: know? classic another I, I, classic I mean,
1: rocky alvin and the chipmunks you know not not to not to take away from the seriousness of, of how i started that conversation <laughs> but I, I remember you know having a, a box of records and it was like you know steely dan hay 19 and and alvin and the chipmunks and 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 uh dueling banjos and just all this eclectic Did you
5: say thing. Steely Dan and then Alvin and the chip? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't really know how that fits in the same sense. That's what was in this box. Who would you rather have sex
5: with, Alvin, Simon, or Theodore?
1: I would have sex with Becker. all three of them. That would be the only <laughs> one that where where anybody would look at my Who's penis yours? and go, "Yeah, Walter Becker." At least Walter Becker, Walter Becker <laughs> would get you high first. I'm sure that's fair. Touché. Bring a Smurfette and we call it a deal. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this because we're talking about it, but I. I wanted to have sex with Smurfette. I just, I did. Who doesn't want
5: to have sex with a random mushroom?
1: Aren't they all mushrooms? Okay, I'm just telling Are you, them, after after explaining to people that I used to uh, look forward to the JCPenney catalog coming in my mail every week, <laughs> this is a big deal for me. This is, I uh, <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've... Okay, so everybody, listen, we, uh, before, we've before we been drinking a, lot, yeah. a not, lot. Not enough, a lot,
5: but not enough. Of, Dude, I got to tell you this real quick. Okay. So speaking of JC Penny catalogs, so I go, home to visit, <laughs> I go home to visit my parents from college. So I'm 19 or 20, and I go into the restroom to sit down, and I see a Playboy sitting there. I look down, and my name's on it. Huh? Like, it's my name. It was sent to me. And I go out there to my mom. I go, how how do I have a Playboy sent to your house? She's like, what? She's like, your dad said that you had you had a subscription, and that you moved you moved off, and that they're yours. I was like, no. So my dad, <laughs> my dad bought a subscription in my name. He Threw you under the bus. Yeah, I, I was pretty brilliant. <laughs> but I was like, you dirty dog. Okay, so I love you, Dad. Okay, Hell, I, I love, you love him. Do it better than you can. I also <laughs> love
3: him. And I gotta be honest
4: with you,
1: I was really disturbed uh did I, I i really when i found actual nudity it really bothered me because having <laughs> underwear on is way more sexy than nudity everybody we're with jared neiman right now and and i i just want to say this has been one of the funnest nights of my entire life jared's going to come back and play a song for us uh after we see uh I got some pictures of a JC Penney's catalog. We're going to be right back, back after this. Messages from our sponsors, her taught us, and then some other guys. But, Jared, play a song for us, will you? Sure. Okay. Uh, I hope you don't. <laughs> Everybody, Jared Neiman with a new song called Tequila Kisses.
0: Tequila kisses going down Getting longer with every round She don't know me, she don't mind Tequila kisses tonight don't we all wish we could remember Tequila kisses, ah, ooh, ooh. Ah, ooh, ooh. Tequila kisses, drunken eyes. Never see you coming every time before you know it, paying your tab to kill the kisses in the cab Don't we all wish we could remember? Tequila kisses. and kiss. Morning light on her lips. I still taste the lime. She don't know me, but she don't mind tequila kisses to say goodbye. Ah, ooh. Ooh uh, 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 uh
1: Kisses. <laughs> Tequila kisses, uh, Jared Neiman. Everybody, we'll be right back with the uh, conspiracy corner. Jared's going to tell us uh, if we're living in a, a simulation. Oh shit! It's going to be interesting.
0: Sponsors for how valid is the validity? Aurora Nutra Science Guidance Whiskey Sony Mobile. Modern Media Geeks Titan Motoring of Nashville Hertz-Odysson Mobile Cartronics of Nashville verdol yatlor This is how valid is the validity.
1: kisses uh by old jared Nimone. anybody ever say uh no i don't got nothing let me just have some of this yeah, old guidance whiskey if you guys haven't had any yet you need to do it now mm-hmm. guidance whiskey and jared you're going to take about a case home with you so you don't remember any of this well,
5: I, I don't remember
4: anything oh. so <laughs> 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 as well i
1: uh, understand no problem no problem no problem
3: everybody sees my arm
5: I
4: got a good arm.
1: You got a good arm. arm. That's a good arm there. Gotta That's a good arm. arm. So, uh, uh, Jared, we have this thing called Conspiracy Corner. Where's your headphones?
5: I'm asking. I'm the same thing. Where's his
1: headphones? I put them down. I was. I had, Can they're, back, they're back there behind you. Can somebody get them? Jesus.
5: It's the
2: guidance.
1: It. It's, it's, it's the all good. No, it's just a. It's all good. We wear those masks all the time. Now we got to wear headphones. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something, Jared just take a look at this right here okay okay so uh what do you see is it all white is it black is it a mix of in between i see dig dug
3: we can't talk about <laughs> these sort of things right now in this climate
5: i do see you know you know are you tr- are you trying to hypnotize me cuz no. when you look at it it turns white if it's a, if if it's
1: kind of your peripheral, it's,
5: it has brown dots as well
1: okay I'm. I, I see it. I, I guess I see more white than I do. Like if I'm looking
5: directly at these dots, I see white. But if they're kind of off to the side, they kind of have a brown hue.
1: Okay. So. <laughs> so what what I'm what I'm trying to talk about here is is computing power of the brain. Okay. So tonight's conspiracy corner. Uh, do Do I have to? I, do I got to figure this out? Where's the conspiracy corner? I don't know where the conspiracy corner thing is. You have to give it to us. I'll give it to you. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let's go into it. Let's just get right deep into it. So I have always, I've been more intrigued week after week. uh Are we in a simulation?
5: You know, I I read a lot of weird stuff. Okay, and I, and I want to preface this by saying this. As a country artist and a country fan first, the first time I ever saw a country singer without a cowboy hat on, he just had a ball cap on. I was like, what the hell?" (laughs) So everybody just figures you get off the stage and you go into a little cardboard box and you sleep until it's time to go back on stage. So they don't know. You know, we all don't know what we're into, but I, I have never really trusted anything at first. I trust everybody, but I don't trust anything. So I will say after seeing the matrix and like the Truman show hybrid Truman show. and after uh, mathematical equations have proven that there is a uh, a decent chance that this is not real and then think about it even if you're say you're a diehard christian it's very simple you are put into this body as a soul and then you leave and go somewhere else so obviously wh- whether it's a simulation or not how in our definition we are planted in this configuration of a carbon unit and then we leave. So obviously it's not here where we're going to end up. If you believe in heaven, you're leaving. So this is some sort of simulation of some some, some sort. Form. Absolutely. Even biblically speaking.
1: Okay. Depending how you define it. I mean, it's, you know. So going back, I, I want to set this up because it's easy to go into this conversation talking about Elon Musk or Neil deGrasse and, the, and these other guys. I want to go back to Plato for just a moment. Where where Plato actually Plato had this idea that we isn't are, he a dog? That's okay. Pluto. Pla- okay, that's Pluto. Okay. Okay, and he had this weird laugh. And if you can do it, I'll give you another bottle of whiskey. I can't. Okay. So I'm uh, a Scooby. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that took another turn. Speaking of drugs, uh, I'm going to go into Plato. Plato, this is this is a this is
6: Plato tells us about some people living imprisoned in a cave. They've always lived there, and don't know anything of the outside world. There is no natural light in this cave. The walls are damp and dark. All the inhabitants can see comes from the shadows of things thrown up on the wall by a light of a fire. The cave dwellers get fascinated by these reflections of animals, plants and people. Moreover, they assume that these shadows are real, and that if you pay a lot of attention to them, you'll understand and succeed in life. They don't, of course, realise that they are looking at mere phantoms. They chat about shadowy things enthusiastically and take great pride in their sophistication and wisdom. Then, one day, quite by chance, someone discovers a way out of the cave, out into the open air. At first, it's simply overwhelming. He is dazzled by the brilliant sunshine in which everything is for the first time properly illuminated. Gradually, his eyes adjust, and he encounters the true forms of all those things which he had formerly known only as shadows.
1: More, uh, <laughs> oh, Plato! So Plato needs some Plato for an extension. <laughs> so can we just can we just find the? Let's just go to the bait before Andy made it sexual. What? No, Plato needs it Manscape. No, listen, he did it was an acorn in a acorn in a bird's nest. That's what I meant. <laughs> So basically this is you know what this is conspiracy corners is going to show. No, it's quick not. we're we're going to bring it back all right let's bring it back bringing it back we can do it what what is this <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: uh, okay so what 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 essentially this is saying is that that two dimensions we, we we are seeing what we're seeing we we desperately are grasping to try to find something else that's why we are moving to Mars. We're, we're sending out the satellites. We're trying to find if there's something else and essentially what this is, but the idea that even in Plato's time, that this was a thought True. that we're not actually that, that, what we're, what we're seeing is not actually what is going on. How do you feel about that?
5: Well, of course, I mean, think about it. If we're sitting down here, in other words, to be tested, then we're on the playing field. You know what I mean? We're, we're in here. We're not going to know the rules. We're not allowed the rules. We get to be thrown out here and say, what kind of person are you? What are you going to do? What's your dreams? What's your hopes? Are you going to do something when nobody else is watching? But really, obviously somebody's watching. And so, so the thing is, so, so to me, the reason we all love all these crazy movies, all these things is we, we yearn back to where we originally come from. And, uh, and I think that, we're just kind of in the, in the, in the test field doing our thing and you get judged at the end of it. And the truth is that that's the beauty of it. We don't understand it. And, and that's the whole point is if you don't know what you're being tested for,
1: then you get to see the true you. Right. So let's, what if you, what if this isn't a test? Here's the thing that's always gotten me. If we're in, in the, if, if we are, if we are in the image Of our creator. Why can we do all these things that we can do that are not quote unquote good. Good.
3: Because the image of the creator is all good and all bad, all in
1: one. Right. So if we were in a simulation creation, wouldn't the creator would not, matter the judgment would not this is not a judgment issue we are in a simulation well that's that's the thing that's that's where like okay religion
3: in the bible is going to want you to say i will be judged at the end of my journey rather than uh i'm going to just kind of go into the
1: next realm
5: into the next frequency sure so you're thinking that maybe this is just
1: all by chance no I, i i'm saying that we're in a simulation so it doesn't I, it doesn't matter. There
5: is a, there is a very high through mathematics, Well, here's the deal. When we are growing up first, it was always math versus religion. That's correct. You know, science yeah. versus religion. But now what's great is they're, they're going hand in hand. You look at the big bang theory and you look at, let there be light. You look at all these things start that start to coincide together and you realize that they're hand in hand. And as mathematics, because that's the only way we can really prove things as, as mathematics continues to expand with brilliant minds and people look back on people like Einstein and they start interpreting things differently and realizing, whoa, 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 this is all the same. They can go hand in hand. So that being said that we are in a simulation, no doubt, but the simulation is, I, I do believe, well, I mean, here's the deal. We could wake up in a video game somewhere. We've been here eight, eight five minutes passed by or whatever, you know, but but the way I like it, like it's like a spiritual video game. We're down here, you know. I mean, think about how crazy this year has been. Here's a pandemic. Now the government says there's a, you know, amidst right. the UFOs. Here comes two hurricanes. <laughs> I'm mentally, what is next? So mm-hmm. you know, God being perfect as He is, think about everybody. Think about creating something in perfection just to understand it. You know what I mean? And so, in in all reality, we what no matter what you believe, if you. It, if you believe in any religion, this is some sort of simulation. There's no doubt. And we're being sent here to kind of see what up, what's up. When we throw you in there, you know, I, I do, I really read a lot of weird books, you know, uh, just out of curiosity as we all should, we all should be curious, but, uh, many lives, many, many masters is a crazy book. You should check out mm-hmm. the God code. It, it's, it's a, a guy that we used to work for a government in like, I believe designing weapons and stuff he has went into our DNA and they have found codes inside of our DNA because you know that it, re, it repeats just four letters over and over and over in different ways. And that's how people are finding out if you may have Parkinson's or other right. diseases. And that's they, where CRISPR it,
3: comes into yeah. play.
5: And, and so this guy has taken and translated the three most major languages on our earth. And they all translate in the same thing on the, the few things that they found. It says, I am God. I'm part of you and stuff. So think about this. If you're, if we're become that elite and that, amazing beings where we have have come you know beyond the the primitive side of now we're in science where we can understand certain things where you hide these codes inside of our dna like dude the even the guy that saw the double co-founded the double helix admitted on his deathbed that he has an lsd when he saw it <laughs> well yeah so so it's like you go through and you see he said you start taking codes from our dna it's crazy i mean I, I, like i said i'm not saying i subscribe to this or that but it's very fascinating to me yeah. um if you really want to go into a wormhole there's a book called your that will it's not for everybody but it's a it's a pretty bizarre bizarre thing that was written uh, right after world war ii by okay. two doctors it was a male and female they're both doctors and their big deal was debunking mediums mediums they they would take these mediums and they would say all right Um, you think you're talking to some spirits or whatever busted this lady shows up and she's like, my husband at night just says all this weird stuff. And so they go over there and for 20 years, they record this guy that's just speaking when he's sleeping and, uh, talks about from the beginning of time to 2094 pages later. And the last 800 pages are about Jesus Christ's life. It has every day of his life in this book. And I'm not saying it's consistently perfect with the Bible. I'm not like right. I said, I'm not saying I believe in it, but it's bizarre. It talks about the beginning of time from the big bang theory all the way to the end of uh, Christ's life. And it goes through every religion where it started, where it became, how, and, it, and like I said, this is old. This is the end of world war two. What book is this? It's called the Urantia book. U R A N T I A book. It, it'll, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it's uh, it's very, it's, it's, it's nuts. It goes, it goes through everything. It, the dinosaurs it goes through like i said every religion it talks about adam and eve it talks about uh how certain monkeys were genetically modified a brother and sister to eventually become us i mean it's so complicated that they said that uh some of the most brilliant minds that were ever on earth could not come up with this and this guy did it in his sleep so it was a a (laughs) celestial supposedly a celestial being kind of spoke to this guy and this, the celestial beings like, look, I'm just here to tell you the truth about your planet. And it goes, anyway, it's just bizarre. There's a lot of bizarre. So have you ever
1: heard of the book of Judas? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So does that not make more sense with, with what you're talking about?
5: So what, what, what Chris is referring to is, uh, the place where they found like the Dead Sea Scrolls, they, they right. ran across the same area of the Book of Judas, and it was Judas claiming that Jesus pulled him aside and said, "Hey, look, brother, <laughs> you know where you know where my father's kingdom is, and I need you to betray me so that I can be crucified and die for everybody's sins." So this whole time, everybody believes that Judas is Judas, and in reality, he was in cahoots with Jesus. To so I know what you're talking about. Like I said, and, and uh, but
1: sorry. he's saying that Judas in the in the Book of Judas he was saying that the people that the person that actually made us the god that actually made us was a different god that 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 that, that you know in in the book of judas jesus walks in on the disciples while they're praying to god and laughs and, and see, so, I, didn't, I didn't see that part right so he, the, he, jesus walks into the, the disciples while they're praying to god his father and and, and he, he he starts to laugh because he he understands that you're praying to the wrong god
5: See, I didn't, I, all I had ever heard that was Jesus asked him to, to to throw him under the bus so that he would he could die for our sins. I, I didn't know I didn't know there was an alternative God.
1: No, know. there right. So what what the book of Judas says is that Jesus, you, you know, it, it, and there's pages missing and all this kind of thing. But the 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 gist of it is that God walks, the Jesus walks into the disciples while they're praying to God, and he laughs, and and Judas is the only one in the room that understands and knows why. Jesus is laughing, and 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 at, at that point, Judas pulls God Jesus over to the side, and they start to to talk. and And he's like, you know, I know who you are. I know who you really are, and uh, you you know that this isn't that God has made other gods for for other universes, and that this this particular God, and this is the reason that human beings are the way we are is because we are made in the image of the actual God we are made from, which means the the, the sin, the, all the bad and good comes from this particular person. This is the book of Judah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, it's very interesting. And, you know, I, and I believe in the the God that we all believe in. No, I our, I, I understand no, as you do, if, and, but, but the book of Judas was also been debunked,
5: but sure. But, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but what's interesting about, uh, your rancher book is it's, it didn't, I mean, like I said, I have never read it all the way through. I flipped through it just cause I thought, Whoa, this guy, I was, I was leaving, uh, Denver headed to, to Vail to do this new year's, new year's Eve show. And we started talking about conspiracies. And this guy asked me if I ever heard of it. And he goes, well, some people get freaked out. And I said, man, I, here's the deal. I, you know, I know where my heart's at and I, I'm down to hear whatever. And he kind of showed me this, told me about this book. So I, I checked it out. But what's interesting about what you said is, uh there is the ultimate god and there are like these because think about this it's like there's an uh, ultimate god well yeah. the, our god yeah like the god that we all know and love but in this particular book it was uh it cuz here's the deal like you know originally earth was supposed to be the center of the universe and we all know that so a lot of people still have a problem grasping that god made it i mean think about the, it's still expanding our our universe and so we're pretty arrogant to think that this sure. we're not even a big planet in the scheme of things. We're a pretty small planet. Um, to just think that that's a lot of wasted space. I mean, it could be, you know, like I said, I'm not clearly not God and thank God, <laughs> but, but it's, it's interesting to think that we're, we would just say we're the only ones that could encompass this all, whole thing. All space of all space. So right. I don't know, like I said, we're just, we're, 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 you know, uh, curious creatures as we were designed to be. And, uh, but I will say that in that book, it does. It it says that there are kind of sub. I guess I don't know, gods to some some speak. So I see what you're saying, but but you know anything that starts with Judas, it's a little tough. Little, little it's little scary. That's exactly right. But little but I say, to, to want to. I will say
1: it. you don't know the story of Judas, and yeah. and so that book did it, it. Either somebody came in and wrote after the fact to to explain exactly where in the hell he came from, but but that being said, I uh, I mean there are some other. If we come back to this, Elon Musk is is this guy is that is Judas? taking on. Well, I mean, right? No, I'm just but, asking. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, but he's taken on this whole realm of uh, of this AI. You know, he's 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 you know the, the, he's about to uh, launch the 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 AI. So, so AI is uh, artificial intelligence. What what everybody's trying to come to is artificial general AGI. Neuralink right A-G- agi is the artificial general intelligence and so what what everybody's scared about and, and moving on to this new thing is that that it's not about you know sci- uh, computers or robots having intelligence it's about them having the ability to just converse with human beings so that you don't know the difference sure A- agi Right. And so uh, Elon Musk, wh- wh- where have I got this uh, first one? L- l- let's just watch this because this is his first, this is yeah. kind of his general.
6: The
7: strongest argument for, the, for us being in a simulation, probably being a simulation, I think is the following. Um, <laughs> that that 40, 40, 40 years ago, we had Pong, like two rectangles and a dot. That nice. was what games were. Um, now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D simulations with millions of people playing simultaneously, and it's getting better every year. Mm-hmm. And soon we'll have vir- you know, vir- virtual reality, we we'll augmented reality. Um, if you assume any rate of improvement at all, um, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality. Just in- indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um, e- even if that rate of advancement drops by a thousand
0: from what it is right now.
1: So it, 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 that being said, it, 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 that, that, so how you deal with things in life, does that not affect how you deal with things in life? So it, 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 when things get bad and, and, and you really get just caught up in yourself and being a human being how, and you still, do you not feel that sometimes? Like you can't just stop, even though, you know, this isn't the end of everything. How do you stop? Because that's what people are dealing with right now. Right, especially through this crap, when you know all the shit everybody's going through right now, it's just like, don't get caught up in, in this, in the, in this, right?
5: Yeah, it's it's all. I mean, think about it. Animals. Okay, so this is going to get a little deeper. That's fine. Our pineal gland, which is the center of our brain, it's what the third eye that you see. Hindu religion, you know, they have they they wear a jewel there or or some an ornament of some sort and i really unfortunately i apologize i'm not sure what the exact terminology would be but the reason they they wear that is because when we're born the pineal gland secretes dimethyltryptamine when we die it secretes dimethyltryptamine DMT when you, DMT when you when you dream it, it secretes dimethyltryptamine and it it's a it, it's a chemical that's in an hormone that's in every living thing so when people go over Peru and they hang out with a shaman. They do the ayahuasca from the roots. It's like a T version of dimethyltryptamine and they take these trips. So I've never done it. Honestly, I'd tell you if I had, but a lot of people that have, have synthetically taken dimethyltryptamine, whether smoking it or shooting it up, they literally shoot out of their bodies and have out of body experiences. And so doctors, scientists, all these like very well-respected people in their fields will will do this and they will say, I went out of my body and I talked to some random entities and five minutes later, I'm back in my body. And it could be, there was one guy I heard about that was gone for three months and he wakes up in his kitchen five minutes later. So he was only gone five minutes, but the time and space continue all that crap, you know, it, so the thing is, it's like every single being plant, everything on this planet has dimethyltryptamine in it. Dogs, there's, there's even, I mean, every tons of creatures, Everything. even like certain reptiles still have cortexes and shit on there, right, right up here from, from uh, evolution. So that being said, I'm, like I said, I've never done it, but like Mike Tyson said, he did it 17 times. <laughs> he he did it 17 times his first day. So when you hear about people talking about, they said they detached from their ego because think about it, we're we're constricted into what these beings that we are only use a small portion of our our brains. So imagine being able to be like, you know, say you leave your body, you're headed to heaven. You're an actual spirit. That's just just, I'm sure much more enlightened clearly than we are. But when when people start coming back into these, our beings that we are, it constricts. And they say that they feel their ego reconnecting. So what was funny was that when Mike Tyson, when I was listening to his uh, podcast a long time ago, he was talking about doing it 17. Most people will do this one time in their life and be like, Whoa, I never I knew know that. that. It freaked me out. He did it yeah. set, like 17 times in one day. So he'd always talk about his ego. His ego was deconstructed and he was ne- it will never be the same. He's not a fighter. That sounds like a different person. Then all of a sudden you hear recently his, his quote, and this is not verbatim, but it's pretty close. He was like, the gods of war have reconstructed my ego and want me to fight. And so people are like, damn. And I thought that son of a bitch went and did some DMT and <laughs> ran into some weird shit. And then they told him to fight him. now he believes it and he's ready to go. And I think he's going to be successful because he believes it more than anything. So the deal is if, if you look at, you know, people that are, for instance, atheists or, or whatever they may be. And that's, that's totally their beliefs. And, and they are, you know, rightfully rightfully sure. So, but if this is true, they call it the spirit molecule. And if you, Mentioned. I mentioned earlier the guy that found the double helix, co-found the double helix admitted on his deathbed. He's on LSD. This is even more intense than that because it's from the core center of our brain that uh, creates these visuals, especially when you dream. So when you leave, I, I feel like this may be the key to when you get shot, you know, you get shot out of your body and head to heaven or when you, or when you get inserted into an embryo or whatever it may be, I think that's kind of, This, this gland is what helps bring us in and bring us out for our journey. And now they found a synthetic way to do it. So a lot of people are, are, are just sitting around take three hits off of a bowl of this synthetic dimethyltryptamine, which your body secretes. And then they fly out. Some people will say, well, I talked to this entity that said, I'm glad you found this technology. You're not not going to stay here. Okay.
3: The galactic council. So you're basically going to see a um, you're going to see a secretary that's going to basically usher you into the to the next realm. And a lot of times you're going to need to go there a few times and talk to the secretary before she's going to actually know that you're serious and know that you actually have and it's she it's a she she's a female hundred percent.
1: Okay. Back up. Okay. Uh, um, James, so you've, look so at you. you've been there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to so say, tell like, us. you've done tell this. Us about it.
5: So yes. I'm just saying that, yeah. So it, it, it's all a journey. Continue. <laughs> no, no. It's I want to hear this. Yes.
3: Okay. Um, basically the way that I've experienced it, um, by smoking it, um, is that you kind of, you, you, you come to a, a secretary of sorts and it's a, she, and she's going to, she's going to either, she's going to show you things, that are going to either hurt or feel good. One of the two is either way she's going to break your ego down into nothing. Ego death to where you're not going to be able to actually understand who you are, who you've ever been, or who you are going to be. And it's going to take it's kind of a practice because there's 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 a there's a there's a fine line between letting go and actually um Letting go and, and 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 then letting other thoughts and things and stimulus in this world keep you here. So damn you're going to keep, you're going to, you, you, it takes practice. It takes practice and it takes understanding over time to, to understand what you're seeing and understand what's being told to you. Um, and there's been a time that I kind of got a little ballsy and was like, okay, um, this is a little more than what should have been done, but uh, I've done this before and she was not happy with me. And what she told me was you put some respect on this. This is nothing to mess around with. This is nothing to, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. And she showed me a, a whole nother realm that was actually a real, it was, it was real. It was, it was God dang it, actual dude. real light, real uh, carbon things like in space, you know what I'm saying? But, it was one of the hardest five minutes of my life that felt like a okay, an eternity. So,
1: so back up for that. You so, said take him DMT. You're only in there for five or ten minutes.
5: It's really quick.
1: Yeah,
3: it's quick. It's, it's not it. meant
5: to be. That's what's great about it. It's not. Think about it. It's not meant to be some high. It's like Ooh, death you know, it's just, or you, you you go and you get it. You know some an amazing spiritual experience and you're back and there's nothing recreational done. about not it. Recreational.
3: Recreational. Number one and number two, it's not reliant upon your set and your setting. It's going to take you where it thinks you need to go, so it's it's not. But like, is that
1: your brain? I don't think man, so. Well, here's man. the deal:
5: consistently, you listen to thousands of accounts of it. There's definitely, you know, the anomalies that would would w- would contradict this. But for once you get, once you this kaleidoscope explodes, you're out in the middle of mm-hmm. outer space, and it's a pretty consistent...
1: I'm going to do uh, this. What I'm you need to look it.
3: up is a guy named Terrence McKenna, and look up Terrence McKenna and the Machine Elves. The Machine Elves are something that is that is seen by many, many people, and I've seen the Machine Elves. They are these giant structures in a tunnel fashion that look like elves, but when you look at them and you look closely at them, there is machinery and gears and just divine technology that is working at a precision that you could never, ever recreate. And it's it's something that is absolutely divine, and it's and it's something that uh, they don't. There's no words. There's no. It's just feeling. It's all just interjected into your ego, into your soul, and tells you. <laughs> it tells you lots of things, and it's up to you to interpret it. I'm gonna have it. As I'm to gonna what do it, it is, I'm
1: gonna. I don't know where I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do DMT. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably. Uh, how do you say? Uh, we
5: know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna live
1: guy. stream it. I'm no, gonna live you're not stream. gonna. I wouldn't suggest. Okay, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll be doing a okay. bunch of weird faces and stuff. So, I, obviously, we could be for hours. I'm gonna let me play this one last <laughs> clip of Neil DeGrasse talking about why he just. Watch
4: this. Here is what convinced me we are not in a simulation. Okay. Are, are you seated? All right, I'm seated. Are you, put, hold on. I'm gonna hold. Okay. <laughs> what do all those simulated universes have in common? They can. They have the power to simulate That's themselves. That's what I'm saying, they're simulations. No, they have the power to simulate themselves. Right. okay, uh, yes. That's they, what they all they have in common. They make a simulation. They have so, that power. Right, exactly. To simulate themselves exactly. Well, do we have that power now? No, we don't. No, we don't. Which means that we can't send it and we can't send ourselves into the future as a simulation. Because we we don't have that power yet. So we can't continue the chain. So either we We are are the the, real one, or we're the one in the chain that's still evolving to try to then make a simulation within their own world. Right. So the odds of us being a simulation goes from a gazillion to one, I mean, to to, to, the likelihood of a a, a gazillion, right? It flips. It flips, 50-50. Wow. And I'm good with that.
1: And that 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 so you got Elon Musk talking about one in a billion baseline, that makes more sense to me. The fact that where are we on this chain of of, of continuous simulation?
5: Well, if you look at parallel universes, who knows where we are in a different universe? If you believe in that stuff. Well,
1: mm-hmm. and then there's that.
3: Well, Neil but- Neil's talking about kind of the Fibonacci sequence when it's when it's basically everything is on its own spiraling spiraling sequence to where that we are in a simulation within a simulation within a simulation infinitely so that but the thing that that you know elon's kind of talking about is is talking about gaming and the things that thing that he's not exactly putting into his equation is moore's law do you guys know what moore's law is Mm -hmm. so so the fact the fact that the the more that the smaller technology gets the slower the progression is going to become so He's right about one thing, but there's going to come a point where transistors or, uh, you know, uh, microchips and things like that. But work. he
1: even said that at the end of his. So even if it slows down a thousand percent, we're still going to get there. So what you're saying is correct. It's going to happen. Right. But but, it, but it's slowing. It, it does slow down. There's a hard curve. Yeah. Well, that's man, going to think happen.
5: about Sims. Remember when Sims came out? Yes, exactly. We Sims. were instantly trying to create our own reality in a very dumb Atari way. That was the first, and it wasn't Atari clearly, but that was, the, and, and then we're just recreating nonstop what we do. And what I think it is, I think it's the opposite. I don't think we're creating what, what we're doing. I think we want to recreate what we are, where we're from. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? We yes. want because it, it, right. it's God, God made us his own image. So what are we doing? We're trying to create our own image over and over. We're, we're trying to be God in our own baby way. Even if it's a video game, we're just trying to recreate stuff like we do. And, uh, and that will that will always continue we're getting better at it.
1: and that's why we got jared neiman on this show episode 20 <laughs> conspiracy corner jared thank you so much well, brother i love you so i to love see you. you man thank you for this for has been is fuck this is <laughs> i hope uh, we didn't run everybody off F word, F? I, I, pro- I promise
5: I we haven't done any drugs we probably it'd probably be a better excuse if we had
1: <sighs> but except for this what a one. great night just hey whiskey. guidance whiskey well, i love you and, man, and Andy, here's the deal. It's, a jung- it's a jungle out there it's a jungle out there we're just we to, love you episode 20 we got there jared neiman thank you so much bubba and listen so my buddy greg ice he does our song of the week he picked for song of the week blue bandana oh man huh? it's beautiful it's beautiful we love it song of the week blue bandana jared neiman with us we love you we'll see you next week Here's how valid is the validity? Thank have a you, great Jared. week. Yeah, thank thank you. you, Jared. Thank you, fellas. Had a great day. Take time. care. Well, kiss my ass. I <laughs> already <laughs> have.
0: She
7: was dancing in a sundress under a Carolina sunset on the last night of Merle Fest. Told me she ain't missed one since the summer She turned 18 Hit that road on a gypsy dream Hitchhiked a ride in a beat-up band Following her favorite band And now she's a Bonnaroo, baby She's Coachella crazy She'll be poking out in Newport You've probably seen her before Up at Palooza in the mud at Wackarusa. She'll be at the hangout down in Alabama. Just look for the girl. the scene would stop. Told me she was-
0: 4